Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 304 and it is Tuesday, November 8th, 2022. I am your host, Victor Omoyo. And with me, as always, is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? That's right. We are back once again. We're going to be talking about our recap of Rhode Island Comic Con 2022, the 10th anniversary of Rhode Island Comic Con. Uh, you know, we hosted a few panels. Uh, we're also going to talk about, you know, some cool things that we did over there uh, this past weekend. It was a jam-packed uh, nerd Nerdvana weekend, so we'll get into all of that and more stuff we've been up to as well. Um, as Carl is sharing the episode, and as I reach over and adjust the camera, there we go. Uh, yeah, uh, we do want to give um, um, big thanks to uh, Mike, Gene, Francesco, and Comic Con for giving us the opportunity to host some new panels this year. And uh, yeah, and to all the peeps that we uh, that we met, some friends and and cool cats that we ran into it's, it was it was a dope experience like i said we'll get into all of that um momentarily uh before we get into uh our stuff and also other things we've been up to uh this past weekend and such uh we do want to give a quick shout out to our uh sponsor and friend of the show afton ward for infamous customs that's m-f-a-m-u customs uh that's where you can find all sorts of codex prime merchandise t-shirts uh, hoodies uh, and also any customizable designs of your choosing go to infamouscustoms.com or follow her on instagram at mfamu customs all right so yeah man if this is this is great uh, <laughs> um, yeah we certainly did a whole lot i'm still tired i have not recovered <laughs> yeah I mean, and not to mention, I worked my overnights. Yeah, yeah. Oops. So you just a mess. You, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just adjusting the uh, I'm adjusting the video live as we go. I should, okay. I, I should have done this beforehand, but uh, just bear with me, folks. What folks. happened? Somebody, some asshole came to the door. <laughs> no. Uh, so there we go. Okay, good. Now it, it, the 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 footage looked a little crooked, but I straightened it out. So it's oh, okay. it was bothering you to have. One. It was. It was. <laughs> okay. But but here we are. We're 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 doing it here. Um, yeah, man. Uh, oh gosh, I, I lost my train of thought. Uh, we what was, was about we was about to get into the proceedings. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll get into Comic Con, but uh, before we do, um, I have to say that um you know providence big shout outs to our city providence you know rhode island as a whole is the best kept secret you know in of new england but uh providence rhode island has been blessed it has been blessed yes it has been granted a gift a gift yes a gift that so many of us here especially me have wanted for years for our fair and lovely city. As of last Thursday, November 3rd, 2022, Providence, Rhode Island, finally has a Trader Joe's. Uh, oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, dear. Okay. Well, yes. then it is up to you mm -hmm. to give me a blood orange soda. Hey, I'll, I, I just might do that. Hey, listen, I haven't, I haven't the had cheddar, a... The cheddar caramel, the caramel cheddar popcorn? Nah, you can leave that. 
you're sleeping yeah. on that. They haven't. They haven't. Because I know what it. Now that I know what it is, it's like I just feel like, okay, they came from the the popcorn tins. Mm-hmm. They're from the popcorn tins where you get butter, cheddar, and caramel. Mm-hmm. I like them separate. You like them separate but equal, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> Segregationist, but uh. <laughs> Dang, great concept, poorly executed. <laughs> No, it isn't. But uh, <laughs> no, it isn't. But yes, man. Um, you know, for you know, for many years, uh, for us in Rhode Island in the Ocean State, Warwick, Rhode Island, was the sole Trader Joe's uh, location uh, that we had. But now we get to have two Trader Joe's. So I've always wanted to have one in Providence. It's gonna, it's on South Main Street, so on the edge of downtown Providence. So I'm gonna go there this week. Uh, if 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 there are Trader Joe's that serves wine, like some Trader Joe's do, it's a wrap, dude. Big shout, big doubt, big shout to Joe Gun Gun um, Gun Calls for help for arranging that and getting that Trader Joe's there. Nice, yeah, yeah. Thumbs up. Yeah, politician friend I met during my you know DJing travels. Oh, cool, cool. So yeah, man, um, I can't wait to to go into the Providence Trader Joe's and to get myself some. Some of that blood orange Italian soda, some of that, um, what else? If they have that, if they, I haven't seen it for a couple of years now, but if they do bring back the caramel cheddar popcorn mix, oh man, that's a great combination right there. Um, the ghost pepper chips. Yeah, I'm just running down all the ghost pepper chips. I'll try. Yeah, th- those are good. Those are good. Uh, they have the olive oil rosemary popcorn. Only good. That was good. Um, I don't do olives. Oh my gosh! There's there's just so there's just so many good things that Trader Joe's has, man. I mean, I mean, I mean, you could you could you could be you could you could go to you know plebeian supermarkets like Stamp and Shop, but or Price Right. But if you want some, if you want to step your 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 supermarket game up, you go to Trader Joe's, man. That's where it's at. It's where it's where it's where real folks go, man. Uh, if you really want some good shopping, you better take your ass to Market Basket. Market Basket is market <laughs> Market Basket is not then not playing. Oh no, no Market Basket is Market Basket is uh is the bee's knees. The bee's knees. Oh yes. <laughs> Where do you come up with these things, man? <laughs> oh man, gosh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I'm 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 just excited because I'm a as a Trader Joe's a uh, longtime Trader Joe's aficionado. Uh, I'm just excited that we get to be blessed with uh, with Trader Joe's uh, in our fair city. And like I said, if they have wine, I, I think I'm gonna have to move there. I'm gonna have to pack up shop and we're gonna have to do the podcast there from now on, man. I mean, living at a place like that is indeed expensive. I'll be alright. I mean, I can think about it. <laughs> think about it. But uh, yeah, man. <laughs> I'm looking at the comments here. Jim Savard, shout out to you, my friend, uh, for last week's episode, and thank you so much for the your your announcement last week. Jim Savard says, "Supermarket game, boy, you guys are longing for content. <laughs> we got plenty of content. He brought this one up." I just, you blame this man. Hey, I, I I just had to, you know. I just, you know, you know, you, you celebrate blessings, you know, when when you when you get them. But yes, the proceedings, Rhode Island Comic Con, ten year anniversary, 
Yeah, I can't believe it's been that long. Um, yeah, well, you and I, we've been going, we've been going to Comic Con since we started the podcast. Yeah, yeah, t- back in 2015. Um, I think you've been to just about every one since then. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've, 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 uh, I've sat out on a on a few. Uh, but yeah, this year, this year was great. Um, it was very well organized, I must say. And um, yeah, like I said, we had a chance to host five panels uh, between the two of us. You hosted three, I hosted two. Um, you, who? I still can't believe. I still can't believe it. All right, right now Carl's trying to airdrop uh, some of the videos here. I wonder why you don't get a lot of my texts. You freaking silence me, jerk! Oh, my phone's on silent right now because I don't want to have you know have it going off on. Oh, it's the easy. Show. You just plus focus and then do not disturb. Well, so that silences the phone. Yeah. Oh well. It, you... it won't even like go off. Oh, nice. Wow, iPhones are so amazing. Anyway, um, yes. So with the panels. Um, with me, I actually hosted I actually hosted two panels on Friday night, so that was the first night of Comic Con. So I hosted two Star Wars themed panels. One was Tales from the Star Wars Universe, so that featured um, actors from the Star Wars prequel films and Rogue One. So I got to I got to chat with uh, Ahmed Best, uh, best known for playing Jar Jar Binks, uh, Amy Allen. Uh, who who uh, made an appearance as Jedi Knight Ayla Secura in episodes two and three? Um, Bonnie Peace, who plays Amparu in the prequel trilogy and Obi Wan Kenobi, and Spencer Wilding, a stunt 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 performer uh, actor who plays Darth Vader, the physical uh, performance in Rogue One. I never real I did not realize how tall he was. He was a big bloke. He's a freaking tower. He is, yeah. He, Matt, big bloke, nice dude, though. Oh, very nice. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it was it was a it was a really cool um, it was it was a really cool uh, experience because that was the first time I, I I hosted a panel, and it was it was in the same ballroom that you hosted the AEW panel last year. Okay, now now it's my turn. Yeah. Now this is my turn because I'm gonna go first because as our our dear friend Afton said last year for my panel, uh-huh. I witnessed it. You lived it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you my perspective first. Okay. Just like how y'all did to me. It's my turn now. Okay. <laughs> sure. I was about to talk about my experience, but go Now I get it. I, now I get it. But see, here's, here's the deal. I couldn't have been more proud of you. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I knew you was going to do fine because this was in your, this was your realm. You know, you're the star, you know, you're the, you're the Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. I'm the casual, but I'm getting there. Yeah. Some time. And to see you actually, and you normally you would probably like sit out on things like this. Mm-hmm. But you went up and you, you took it. You ran that shit. <laughs> Sound familiar? Mm-hmm. And I was just watching, like, the whole weekend, I was just like, look at you. Like, that, I mean, I was, I literally felt like a proud, like a proud father. <laughs> you took that opportunity. You ran with it. Yeah. I'm proud of you. He's proud of you. Mm-hmm. 
and like I couldn't have been happier. Like you, you knew exactly what you was talking about. You was asking questions that had like the cast, like holy shit, he did his research. Like yo, this dude knows his shit. Even Spencer Wilding questioned you beforehand, and you knew you was on your shit. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, like uh, when I was uh, putting to- putting to- together the questions, um, I had to, I I wanted to come in. Uh, I, I I did a I did a fair amount of research on each guest, but I knew that you know since we only had forty five minutes per panel, right? I wanted to ask a question that would. Um, that was both thoughtful and kind of got into like the heart of their experience. Mm-hmm. And, and interesting, interestingly enough, um, one of my, you know, one of my inspirations for asking like those, uh, those thought out questions is one of my favorite, um, uh, YouTube series, hot ones from the first week feast channel. <laughs> really? Yeah. With, uh, with Sean Evans. Cause like what I really like about the hot one series is that, and, and a lot of guests have, 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 uh, remarked on this is that Sean Evans when he when he's interviewing he's asking a lot of really well thought out research questions like he does his homework before each guest comes on and you know does the doing the wings of death challenge and yeah I, I was thinking I wanted to reflect that similar um, thoughtfulness in the questions so yeah I was just like you know what let's just have this like a nice little conversation prompts here and there and then just go from there. And they provided some awesome, awesome feedback, especially Ahmad best. Oh yeah. He would, I was not expecting so many. I thought Spencer Wilding was going to get a lot of attention because he was Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. No, Jar Jar stole the show. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, Ahmed best as Jar Jar. I think he was like the, um, and, and and no no shade at all, no, not to diminish to any of the other panelists, but he was definitely like the the main attraction, the star of the show, yeah, yeah, because like because he played the most well known character, but yeah, man, he he did he did share a lot of good insights with his experience, and he did the voice. Yep, he did the voice as well. And and what was interesting was like the the audience that watched that panel, like every every answer was like an applause break. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, man, this man, this audience is really engaged. They're really into like what they have to say, and they asked some really thoughtful questions too. When I turned over the questions to them, and and the audience, like they they give some really nice um they asked some really nice questions and got some really cool responses from the panel too, which I thought was dope. Yeah, I made sure, and I wanted to make sure I caught all of that. I don't know if you was able to watch the playback. Yeah, I, I, I watched about half of it. Yeah, do we should really just like have a night? You just watch all our panels. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, get to relive, get to relive all of that. Because yes, as you want, and I still have the pictures of you with the panels. You want to blow those pictures up? Just go to Walgreens, get the eight by tens, and just frame. You want that memento? Yeah, that's your first one. You need that memento because you're gonna want it. Like even if you never like host one again. You have a memento from that. Oh, for sure. So you, yeah, you want to have it. Yeah, and and hey, like I'll, I'll I'll say that I'm I'm open to hosting more panels. You know, for next year's I'm con, also, I'm open to doing so much more because we, the connections that we made with like the, and it's just like you know what, we haven't even reached our full potential yet. Yeah. Oh, you know, I have, I've got more ideas for like other ventures, and I got one for you too. 
You do? And this was somebody I met over the weekend, but let's let let's go, you know, let's proceed to go in order. You know, yeah. we'll talk our panels first and then we'll show off our goodies. Oh yeah. Because Lord knows I, I turned it yeah, Comic Con's are bad for me. You, you, you turn it I'm in, in. I'm irresponsible. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> that was, but I owned it, but then it was like my girl's family was like, you know what? I was telling them some of the things they got, and it was like, you know what? Honestly, I know they, they know the games. They're like, mm. you know what? You were making investments. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially if you grade some of those. Yeah. We'll get to those. Oh, yeah. But uh, but yeah, man. Um, the first panel was 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 a great experience, and and was what was fun is that like, I, I I didn't feel I really didn't feel nervous or anxious at all prior right. to the panels. Like only like for a brief second when uh, Mike Jean Francesco intro- introduced me, I was just like taking a deep breath, collecting myself, and as soon as I got on the stage, I was just like, boom. Well, you're a teacher. You was a teacher for X amount of years. Yeah. Oh so yeah. You're used to speaking around crowds. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, it, it was it was kind of like I was drawing from that from that experience, and then as, as soon as I saw everyone, because I knew I, I, the vibe immediately was just like you know we're all we're all nerds, we're all Star Wars fans, we're here here to have a great time. So I was like, I'm home. Yeah, it's like talking among friends. <laughs> and that and I did get that too. Um, I just got I one insecurity I have I hate the sound of my voice. Really, I just don't. I don't like it. If I hear it back, I just don't like it. <laughs> I think that's a, that's true for a lot of people too. I came reason. I came across a TikTok and there's like a scientific. There was a scientific uh, explanation for that. I can't believe I'm actually mad I forgot it. But mm. like yeah. how you actually hear your voice mm-hmm. is not how it actually sounds. Hmm. Interesting. It's like your brain processes your voice in it very differently. Mm-hmm. From a different perspective than how like other people would hear it. Okay, yeah, there might be some truth in that. Well, I'll have to look into that. But yeah, um, oh, I'm looking at the comments here. Um, uh, in reference to uh, my earlier comment, how I remarked how well organized uh, Comic Con was this year, at least in my experience. Uh, Jim says no, it wasn't. Had many issues with it. Did Carl just fart? <laughs> uh, no, nah, no, nah, that was very well flushed. Before I got here, <laughs> coming out ten pounds lighter. Somebody open the window. <laughs> Don't go in there for another three, five, forty-five minutes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, but yeah, like I said, Comic Con for me, it, it was well, well, well organized in that, like you know, sa- even Saturday, which was like the most packed day, like the crowds were still pretty manageable. Like I was, you, I was able to move around pretty easily. Um, Sunday was really chill. Yeah, so I was like, huh, you know, I think they think they've they've kind of hit their niche with like managing those three venues, the 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 amp, the convention center, and then the Omni. So yeah, I thought I thought that uh, compared to past cons, it, it, it flowed it flowed a little a little bit better in my experience. Um, but yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I didn't have a chance to see Jim there. I, I didn't. Know he, he was there there. Sunday. I did run into him. He I ran into him after he after you had left. Oh okay. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, too bad we didn't run into each each other, Jim. But uh, glad you had fun too. Um, so yeah, that was the the tales from the Star Wars universe panel. Then, uh, then like, just a half hour later, I hosted the Timothy Zahn panel. Uh, Timothy Zahn, legendary author of the uh, Heir to the Empire uh, trilogy, the Thrawn trilogy, um, and also the creator of the Grand Admiral Thrawn uh, villain. 
Yeah, that was a really that was a really great interview too. Very that was insightful. Very chill and relaxing. Um, yeah, as I like came in, you know, I sat down. Well, first of all, we was backstage at all our all pretty much all of our, <laughs> our panels. Oh yeah, and um. Like I saw, I didn't even recognize him. He's like, "Oh, there he is, right there." I'm like, hmm, "Looks shorter than what I seen in the pictures." <laughs> and then he, I don't know, just something about his sense of humor was just like really cool. Like yeah. he was just so mellow and chill. It was just so mellow. He's so mm. chill, but he was just so insightful. It's like everything you had to say, you just. He was able to draw you in. I wish I was able to take notes, but obviously I was holding, holding the rig, but um. Like that's actually one I'm looking forward to uh, watching again. Hopefully, it gets to your phone eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a really that was a really fun interview. Um, let's let's like listening to to him describe how he got into how he got the the job back in like uh, eighty eighty nine. Yeah, how he created the initial Heir to the Empire trilogy. Um, his his creative process in creating Grand Admiral Thrawn and what makes him such an effective villain. Um, I like I like the example he used where like if Grand Admiral Thrawn was in the de- at the Death Star in A New Hope, yeah. like where Tarkin sort of like dismissed the the threat that the Empire ha- that the that the Rebels had. Um, <laughs> uh, I was just just Jim's talking. having a, Jim's having a ball right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if Grand if Grand Admiral Thrawn was uh was learned of the news of of that exhaust port the the Death Star's weakness. He would ask the uh, Imperial officers to specify that weakness. He would have a TIE fighter sit in front of that exhaust port and counter the threat that 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 uh, that it's approaching. So I was like, hmm, that's that's very interesting. Um, it sounds like he's he's more of a tactician, right? Yeah, and uh, someone who's into like art and culture, um, like because he's like he he fancies himself as a sophisticated being, but he also uses that to learn more about his enemies so he can conquer them easily. So I thought I thought that made, I was like it was a very it was a very intriguing um very thoughtful um uh, uh breakdown of that character and what makes what makes Grand Admiral Thrawn such a such a beloved and more most well one of the most well received villains in the Star Wars uh, universe. So I was like, wow, this is oh that is really interesting. Yeah. So I got a question for you. So now you now learning what you ner- learned about Thrawn, yeah, from t- from the man himself. And I'm sure he was he's been cast before. I think he was cast in Rebels, I believe. Yeah. Live action, who would you hmm. cast him as? That was a Who would good, you cast him? Yeah, that's a good question. Like I, I was I was thinking about that. I was gonna ask him, but then he also answered that like he can't really think of anyone. Um man. Who who would I cast as Grand Admiral Thrawn? Honestly? Um, I would go with Benedict Cumberbatch. Okay, I could see it. I could see it. Yeah, I could see Benedict Cumberbatch uh, uh, playing that role. Or, um, second choice. Oh man, Game of Thrones. I, I you know what? Come back to me on it because I gotta get Littlefinger. Oh, um, Aiden Gillen. Yes. Hmm. I don't know. Aiden, he's a good actor. I think he might be too, a bit too conniving and snivelly for Grand Admiral Thrawn. Hmm. 
I could see him playing a, a villain like an Imperial officer, but not Grand Admiral Thrawn. No, nah, I think Thrawn, but he just won't be because you think you're thinking of Littlefinger. You're thinking of the Littlefinger character, mm-hmm. where it's like okay, there'll be some elements of that, but he will completely be Thrawn. I think he completely. I think he can pull that off. Maybe, yeah, uh, maybe. I would have said like Mads Mikkelsen, but he already played another character. Yeah, you did. Yeah, Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson as Grand Admiral Thrawn. I mean, if you're if you're talking about maybe thirty, forty years ago, maybe, maybe, yeah. <laughs> he um, would, have, but I, don't know, I mean, I'm sure Jack Nicholson can pull off like some type of a foreign accent. Because remember, Zahn did say that English would have been his second language. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think Chiwetel Ejiofor would be a good Grand Admiral Thrawn. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Not a bad choice. Yeah, not a bad choice, especially with like the way he plays um, Carl Mordo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I can see that. Um, okay, maybe Sean Bean. No, I don't think he has the look. Because mm-hmm. the way I'm picturing Thrawn is like he's more a little. He's got a little pretty boy, like prettiness to him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. They, I think Sean Bean is just a little too rugged. Yeah, maybe I feel like if he was younger, if it was like maybe twenty something years ago, maybe. Yeah. Um, gosh, yeah. There's a yeah. Let, yeah. Let us know in the comments. Like, who do you think would would make a, a good Grand Admiral Thrawn live action in a Star Wars movie? Um, yeah, just still trying to. Yeah, just, still trying to send it to you. It's a little slow because it's a long video. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, is there a way to like kind of like just like upload it to your computer directly, or is it just through AirDrop? You actually can't. No, you can. Okay. Hmm. You can. So if anything, we'll try that. Yeah. Well. Yeah, we'll see. So. So yeah. Um. That was that was cool, and it was it was also nice to see like the, one of the um, cosplayers as Grand as yeah at the Timothy Zahn panel. So that was pretty nice. Yeah, and yeah, it, it was it was so cool. It was it was a well attended panel too, as well. So definitely, yeah. So yeah, all in all, uh, a, a terrific experience doing both panels um, in one night. And yeah, I'd be I'd be happy to host more panels again at next year's con. So yeah, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. it. Very yeah, I'm very proud of you. Like I, I just see so much more on the horizon. Like I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate it, Jim. Yeah. So yeah, that was my experience. Uh, how about you? And you, you got three. Uh, yes, I had three. Sa- oh my God, Saturday. My feet was hurting by the end of the day. <laughs> um. Uh, okay. I'll yeah. I'll start with the panels. Um. So my first panel was uh, the Masters of Puppets, which featured uh, Master Puppet, uh, Master. Puppet uh, constructor and puppet master Bill Diamond, mm-hmm. um, who you know who's constructed puppets for like the Muppets, for Jim, Hen- you know, a lot of Jim Henson uh, creations, ET, which is about to hit their fortieth anniversary, <sighs> and the Dark Crystal. Forty years, gosh! Right. Oof. Yeah, you know, I just got ET the four K steelbook recently from Target. Worth it. Oh yeah. Totally worth it. <laughs> and I was coming through the photo when he met 
Lead entry. <laughs> oh God. We'll get we'll get to I'll get to that one. <laughs> so um Oh yeah, it was uh Bill Diamond. Hilarious guy, by the way. Fun you know, funny story too was was the day before that Friday, you know, after your panels, I um actually no, it wasn't even it was probably before that. I went ahead and introduced myself to him, just say, Hey, my name is Carl, I'm gonna be hosting your uh I'm gonna be hosting your panel tomorrow at the you know so we talked and he let me hold his Emmy and I took a picture with it. Obviously with him holding it too. Cause he didn't know me. You know, I'm yeah. not gonna steal him. <laughs> he doesn't know I'm gonna steal I'm gonna if I'm gonna steal an Emmy or not. But I mean you won't be able to get past all the security though. I won't even be able to get past past the crowd. I would have tripped somehow, some way. <laughs> so <laughs> it wasn't even worth it. It wouldn't even be worth trying to steal it. But I did got got a chance to hold it. He was and he was so cool. Mm. And then also I ended up meeting uh, from Farscape, um, Gigi Hedgley. Mm-hmm. Gigi Hedgley, excuse me. And she was just a straight delight. Mm. Yeah, she, the, yeah, she was pretty cool. Yeah. And also uh, Simon Williamson, who uh, who was a puppet perform- a puppeteer who played, I forget the name. Um, oh, Max Rebo? Max Rebo from, uh, Retur- from The Return of the Jedi. Yep. And, uh, yeah, that was just, of course, you know, I'm ner- nervous as ever because I hate the sound of my voice and I hate public speak. I'm I'm scared of public speaking. But, knocked. I, I mean, I'm not going to say I knocked that up. That sounds too conceited, but it, it it just went so well. And they, I mean, I had so much fun just talking to them. Yeah. Um, what was your perspective from the audience? Yeah, I thought I thought you did a remarkable job. You know, uh, they uh, it was like the conversation pretty much took care of itself. It did. Yeah, like you, um, they they gave some like really some like really detailed answers of like their experiences, like uh, working working puppets and like those uh, practical effects and creatures on set. Um, yeah, and, and and the audience too, like they were they were into it as well, especially like that one. That one, that one audience member who had the final question, he had the, the Persona 5 puppet. That yeah. He him. I thought that was pretty cute. Um, but yeah, yeah. I thought I thought you did a great job just moderating everything. I didn't I didn't get the sense that you were nervous at all. You were just like, just like, you just offered them a question. They took the ball and ran with it each time. Funny about that puppet, Gigi was like, oh, look at his puppet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, you was able to see that? Oh, yeah, yeah. And... Uh, what was the nickname that he called puppets? Oh, Matt. Oh, um, fabricated Americans. Americans. Yeah, yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, that caught me off guard when I asked if he, if you know, with the advancements of um, technology and CGI and everything, do you think puppeteering will be will become a lost art form? Mm-hmm. And he says, "Go to Washington." Oh, I was yeah. like, <laughs> that was good. That was, this was like a sharp, pointed political humor answer. I'm like, I see you. <laughs> but I mean, and you know, Gigi actually, she for once she was like very like. I guess when I was introducing her, mm-hmm. it felt like she like she was surprised like, I was able to get all that information from her. She's like, yeah. you know that, mm. like. I wasn't playing. I'd never seen the Dark Crystal, but I 
yeah. I did not catch. I was like, I, I was, I was coming in. I was trying to over prepare. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You, you definitely were, were prepared, man. You were on the ball and you know, like, and thinking of like the, the movie dark crystal, I remember watching it like a few years ago it was, and this was like, it was like when it was on Netflix, it was like 2015 or so. Mm-hmm. And at that time, prior to that, like, I had never seen the dark crystal, but I heard nothing but universal praise for it. And I right. think it was maybe because like, I didn't watch it as a kid. So I was just watching it when I was like in my early thirties. And I, when I first, when I watched it, I'm like, okay, this is some impressive puppetry. But the, as, as far as like the story goes, I'm like, mm, okay, I don't, I don't get the hype. Maybe I missed that train, but okay. <laughs> but I mean, but it, it is impressive puppet work though. I got to give it that. Yeah. And Simon, honestly, all three of them were just, you know, when I get to like all the goodies we spent, I'll get to like, I'll get into that soon. Um, so then, you know, with a couple of hours that passed by, I got into, this is when I was really sweating mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was, and this was part of my, like my little announcement, my little announcements coming from this. Okay. So I was getting ready for the Trish and Lita panel. Mm-hmm. So I'm set. So you know I'm setting up. I'm in the room getting ready, you know, trying to, you know, work my anxiety, <laughs> work my anxiety down. So then all of a sudden, a bunch of like high tech cameras come in, hmm. and producers. Mm-hmm. So they're like, "Oh, I guess we're recording the panel." So they're asking me questions of how how I want this. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so and then they say oh we're gonna need you to a uh sign a media release form hmm. okay i mean sure but what is this for oh this is oh you in this whole in this thing will be featured in the wwe a and e's uh trish and leader rival special wow okay Hmm. <laughs> Mom gonna be on cable TV. <laughs> Look at you, Carl. I'm on a WWE program. Wow. Dreams do come true, damn it. Yeah. Yep. From 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 Codex Prime to Comic Con to A and E, baby. WWE, A and E. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um. On. And of course, you know they were you know running a bit late and stuff because they were coming from one side of the con to the other and. Mm-hmm. On, they had to go from far on the other side and up the staircase and stuff. So, mm-hmm. uh, Lita showed up first mm-hmm. backstage, and you know, I was you know being my you know normal professional self. Hi, how you doing? My name's Carl. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. You know, sh- shaking his hand. You know, shaking hands. You know, and then we was just kind of shooting the shit a little bit. So then eventually Trish shows up. Mm-hmm. So I go to shake her hand and she gives me a hug. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and that's when I made the comment. I was like, listen, you both of y'all, y'all were, you know, on my bedroom wall. Y'all were posters on my bedroom wall, mm-hmm. just like every other teenage wrestling fans' bedroom walls. And now I get to interview. She was like, see, dreams do come true. 
asked her. I did meet her at a, a couple of years ago when I went to New York Comic Con. Mm-hmm. So I asked if she can sign it. She had no problem doing it. Nice. So they were getting touched up. Uh, they introduced me. I'm like, I'm getting a freaking introduction. Which is odd. And I intervened and I brought out, I brought out Lita. Actually, what was your perspective on that one? Yeah, you know, it was a, uh, it was interesting. Um, I'll say like for that panel, it it was it was clear that you were a bit starstruck. I could tell. Yeah. Um, but but you handled you handled yourself uh, uh pretty well. Um, I thought it was interesting that they had their um uh, ring gear on the on the stage. I touched it. Um, I think it was like from when they first their last met- match. Their, their last match together? Their, yeah, their last match uh, when they main evented Raw. Oh, okay. Uh, that was uh, back in like early two, Attitude Era, right? Ruthless Aggression. Ruthless Aggression, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, I thought I thought it was, um, yeah, I thought, I thought, I thought you hands, hands, thought you, you know, you, you moderated it well, you know, despite a little, little, little nerves, a little bit, a little bit, but understandable. Um, I will, I will say interestingly, uh, watching, watching the panel, there was one, there was one moment that I thought, um, I thought you, you asked a legitimate question. You like, you asked about, you asked, uh, about like the, if there was any like, competitiveness between Lita and Trish, you know, and then Lita, when Lita responded that she thought that that was like a gender loaded question, I'm like, huh, so that's, that's an odd response because, you know, um, you know, because professional wrestling, the the business that it is, like it's very, it's highly competitive. Like you know, you're all about like getting your spots, your airtime, being up on the card, and especially like back in the, back in the Attitude Ruthless Aggression era, where he had a smaller women's roster, like spots were even more competitive. I'm sure. Right. So I thought I thought it was a fair question that you asked, but I thought that leader's response was a little little off. I'm like, huh? I mean, that, that wasn't fair. I mean, that wasn't fair to. to kind of put you on the spot like this and that you asked like a gender loaded question but the, other than that like it was a i thought it was a pretty cool uh a pretty cool discussion you know them revisiting memory lane and you know reliving some of their um some of their moments uh in the spotlight yeah it was yeah yeah it was um it was a lot of fun like the the intros were actually really fun for me mm-hmm. and they re- they uh received them so well like they they enjoy the intros, mm-hmm. you know. You can speak my name to somebody, you know, down yeah. in the E, you know. Mm-hmm. Triple H, I'm open to a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who knows? Maybe Carl Bird will uh, be, you'll be a backstage interviewer, or maybe a maybe part of the commentary. Hey, maybe you can be on on air talent. The yeah. sky's the limit. Yeah, fuck the glass ceiling. There is no ceiling. Fives. Mm. <laughs> Fives. That was good. Yeah. That was good. Um, but yeah, yeah. So afterwards, you know, we snapped our, you know, we snapped our pictures, signed the media release. So funny too. Uh, uh, funny too. Their producer, who's named Bill, mm-hmm. do had me freaking dying, and I'm gonna tell you why. Yeah. So I had hit, I asked him to uh, take the picture. I'm like, hey, you mind? Would you mind, you know, uh, doing the honors? So I took my selfie with Lita. Mm-hmm. So he took a couple, and then next thing you know, he just <laughs> photo bombs my iPhone <laughs> with the makeup artist in the back. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I'm actually gonna keep that because that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, that was just harmless fun, but um. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I was it, you know, that they, you know, they had the 
outfits on and just oh, they were just like genuinely nice and they really they were so well you know well receiving well receiving of me um i thought doing Lita's entrance with her was fun mm-hmm. oh, like yeah. now it's just like uh she comes out i'm like she got in she yeah. got into it. There was just no way in hell I was going to scream that song. <laughs> a, because I don't know the words. And B, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, And I just don't have the voice to do Trish's. But, you know, it was, like I said, it was just a lot. It was a lot of fun. And it was just, they were just flat out sweethearts. Mm. So, but then I had to run. Yep. From the top level to water to the water place ballroom, yep. just so um, I can make it to the uh, stars of TikTok panel. Yeah, and I would honestly say I had a ball with those people. Yeah, yeah that that was a fun panel for me. Actually, that was actually my favorite panel uh, that you did. Really? Uh, yeah, because it was like. Um, what was so interesting was that even though like the audience was smaller, considerably smaller than the previous two panels, I thought this panel was like the most fun. Like they were just like the most like down to earth, the most engaged, and all of them had like hilarious um, uh, things to say about like their experiences, like uh, being TikTok uh, personalities and and juggling like followers and such. And and you and since you're you're heavily into social media, you like you were totally in your element. Like like you might you could have easily have been like part of the panel i mean as a tiktok user perhaps but uh but yeah like it, it the conversation was was really nice um oh the the first uh guest the one that sat to your immediate right um jacoby ray yeah jacoby ray like um i i was i was actually moved by like how he explained how emotional he got talking talking to a fan who 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 said that who said that they were went through a very dark time and then they saw his videos and actually talked to him at the con and shared their experiences and how much his videos meant to them and I was like wow man that's that's actually pretty deep like you think that these TikTok videos are just like you know just harmless fun and fluff but you know they they reach a lot of people and a lot of people can feel a lot of emotion yeah. from them yeah because a lot of there's always a lot of there's always content that's very that can that's just relatable to not only you to people yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just like you never know what somebody's going through, and then just a simple joke can like help them get through their day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- that and I I enjoyed his story when his bro- when his dog broke out of his house. Oh, that was. <laughs> I'm like, I'd pay good money to see that. Like, a that's what I'm saying too. <laughs> Like he ran out to after his dog, but he had no pants on, and I guess like he just wore a towel and a shirt, and he's like, "I was more concerned about the top than the bottom." <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And then Garrett next up, Gary the barbecue chef. Oh yeah. Oh, we're gonna do some work with him. I, I don't care if we just go to his house. We're just yelling at, but well, just yelling at me while he's cooking it. I mean, he does a pitch perfect Bill Burr impression though. Yeah, he doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, like when he was when he was like screaming like that high pitched Bostonian voice like away from the microphone. I'm like, yo, that sounds exactly like Bill Burr. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> He's like, one day I was just mad. He was like, I just came home mad, and I just started yelling at food. Yeah. Wow. And it's just like just like that. He's millions of views. Yeah, I want to try his. I want to try some of his uh, driver up. He lives. In, he's from Osaka. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, you can you can come down here anytime. Oh, he's ready. 
Nice. He's right. We made a lot of connections. We made some connections. We're definitely getting them people on the show. Oh, yeah. So then we had uh, Kels, Ferguson, Kels Ferguson and that great gentleman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kels Ferguson is uh, when, fandom stri- when fandom strikes. Yeah. And then that great gentleman, Patrick Keefe. Oh, my God. Those are just some people. I'm like, honestly, I want to hang out with y'all. Yeah, man, they were they were very engaging, um, especially. Um, uh, oh gosh, the, the the other the third guest, Kels. Kels, yeah, yeah. It was interesting, like listening to her talking about like uh, Kels, like her gaming gaming streaming experience, like how how she has to put in like fourteen hour days, even just I, I guess like just like planning and act- doing the actual streaming and then figuring out what to talk about like for such a long. T- length of time yeah i was like yeah there's like like it, it looks a lot of fun like as a viewer but then you just see how this how the cake is made and, like all the thought that goes into like producing that content yeah it's so much more i thought it was just i'm just gonna turn my camera on and just freaking go mm. just play and just talk but it's like nah it's a lot more than that yeah and and it was it was it was interesting too listening to their um experiences of like gaining some millions of followers and then like going through the cycle of like like being like shadow shadow banned or like having to make multiple accounts and still try to retain the, the same amount of followers even like like even like even like look tracking tracking now like certain videos that they think that oh this is nothing this isn't gonna get millions of views but it does but then like some of the videos that they invest a lot of, a lot of thought and energy in maybe get half that or right. maybe a third and it's like it's it's, it's, just, it's just like for me that that tells you that like you n- you just never really know what catches fire with an audience until you put it out there and it was just, it was so funny too how she was describing like one video that she just thought that her and uh Patrick thought of mm. and I'm like I used that video Oh, which which video was that? When she goes, my man is so loyal that he watches porn with no women in it. And he goes, I'm not telling. Don't you dare. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that was that was that was pretty awful. <laughs> yeah. Send it. Yeah, I said, yeah, we uh, we should exchange the videos like, yo, this was the video that I was like, yo, I used that video. A lot. Like just a funny, co- just a funny coincidence how that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Stevie Oaks, uh, yes. Rhode Island's own Peter Griffin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, I mean, it's like Peter Griffin just like stepped out of our TV screens. So we was all doing Family Guy voices. Like <laughs> we probably could have did a table. Uh, we could have did a Family Guy conversation right then and there. I had like Cleveland and Joe. <laughs> um, Gary nailed Quagmire. Oh uh, yeah, and we just had Peter. And- yeah, and you know what's funny? Like the the the. The panelist that was next to Stevie, um, what was his name again? Stevie was all the way at the oh, uh, Patrick Patrick Heath. Patrick Heath sounds exactly like Seth MacFarlane. Like like when he was speaking, I'm like, he sounds exactly like Brian Griffin. Then there you go. We had Family Guy right then and there. Yeah, smooth voice too. So like, shout outs to him. It was like him and like it was like a Family Guy reunion, like right there. Low I was key. like, hey Peter, <laughs> that's nasty. <laughs> Cleveland Brown. There we go. There we go. Oh, that water has my stink of the day on it. <laughs> I'm just thinking about that at that moment where that 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 weird horse was like drinking water out of Cleveland's. Uh, oh yeah, he was sitting in it. 
Stick. And so then after that, because that was pretty, we was pretty much like towards the end of the day, we had to support. I went ahead and because um, I wanted to support, um, you know, our podcast, Uncle Louis Perry. Yes, and Jamie Do- and Jamie Dolan, the Angry Geeks podcast. So I went yeah. to their Angry Geeks after party. Okay, how was that? Oh, that was a lot of fun. And they had um, I forget his name, but he runs the uh, he run his organization. It's a charitable organization that runs like the sensory rooms that they have. Mm-hmm. So. Um, he, you know, he was explaining that, which was, you know, very admirable. You know, I work with people who have like all types of social anxieties and everything, so, you know, very appreciative. And who was also at that pa- at that panel was Rob Paulson, the voice of Yakko from the Animaniacs, uh, Doctor Scratch and Sniff, uh, the original Raphael from the Ninja Turtles, and I have to say he was probably legit one of the nicest, most humbling celebrities I've ever met. Nice, okay, very down to earth, hands down. So what they did was they were, you know, they had a little spin the wheel. They had a little spin the wheel game and you either, you know, you win a prize or you had to eat a jelly bean or maybe one of the panelists had to eat a jelly bean. But it was one of those jelly bean, those packs of jelly beans that would taste either spicy, would taste like dirty socks or like it was one, you know, one of those like trick jelly beans. Mm -hmm. And they called, they called me up. So I was like, yeah, why not? And. Who was it? Jamie had to eat one. Mm. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a good sport. So I ate one with Jamie. Mm. It was horrible. I was like, it tastes like armpits. That was literally the first thing that came to mind. They're like, how do you know what armpits smell like? Well, the smell of armpits, I don't know. But whatever it is, it's bad. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and what was so cool about Uncle Louie is like he, he plugged my podcast in. Well, our podcast, excuse me. Mm-hmm. To the point, so later on in the show, he, um, Ch- our friends Chuck and Brad were there too. Mm-hmm. Brad also goes up and eat. You know, he and he eats a jelly bean. Like it was just a lot. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And he said his t- tastes like a father's love. How does that taste like? I, I, I don't know where he was getting at with that. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Uh, it just- tastes like the smell of an armpit. <laughs> the second one I ate was like, yeah, he brought me back up there, to, you know, to plug our podcast and stuff, and in front of Rob Paulson. Nice. So they at the you know towards the end, you know, they had you know Rob Paulson talked a bit about his career and everything, and they had some questions. So I brought one up and I asked him if he would ever uh, bring back his podcast. Or YouTube shows called Talking Tunes. Okay. So that podcast is, he does, each guest is another famous voice actor. Hmm. So they would just, you know, they would talk about their careers and stuff. And then they would also take the script from like other movies and TV shows. Mm -hmm. And they would do them in their own characters. So you would have like Dr. Scratch and Sniff. Mm Mm-hmm. 
talking to he had E.G. Daly on, so he was talking to Tommy Pickles. Oh wow! But they were recreating like a scene from The Office. Oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so they, I know they did one for Harry Potter. They did one for Game of Thrones. Um, hmm. uh, a few good men. That's mm-hmm. what it was. Oh, okay, nice. They recreated that that famous. Oh, you can't, can't handle, handle the, the truth. truth. Yeah, yeah, they did that. <laughs> it's on you. That moment's on YouTube. So, okay. and when I get up, when I get up there. Rob Paulson was like, "Oh, Carl, yes. What's your question?" I'm like, "Rob Paulson said my name," and he's like, "That is a very good question coming from another podcaster." And then hmm. answer that. So then at the end, I just I went up to you know shake his hand. Oh, Carl, yeah, thank you for coming to the show. Good luck with everything in your podcast and stuff. I hope to you know I want I'm gonna try to listen to it and enjoy. It. And I'm like. Oh, would you mind taking a picture? Would you mind if I can, you know, sneak in a picture? Sure. Like, <laughs> right then and there. Just nice. He just completely just let me have a picture. Got him right here. Yeah, awesome. Hey, Rob Paulson is one of the oh, he's voice acting man. greats. Yes. Yes, he is. And also, so do you remember when he, I'm going to have to turn this up a bit. Do you remember the first episode of Animaniacs? Mm-hmm. When he sung all the names of the countries. Oh yeah, United States, Canada, Mexico, Mexico Panama, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Jamaica Peru, Peru, Republic Dominican, Cuba, Colombia. All right, I would yeah. love to learn that one day. Yeah. He actually did a more recent one with the updated countries. Okay, sung it. Right That was a lot of yeah. That was, that was cool to see. That was very cool mm. to see that. Um, Mad yes, Saturday was packed. That was a jam packed day for me. Oh yeah, yeah, more, yeah. More ways than one, man. But yeah, you had three panels. Like you, you killed it. Yeah, and each each of those panels had like great turnouts, great questions, answers. Yeah, man. All all in all, like yeah. Look at look at you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Look! Look! Look at! Look at Carl Bird. You had you had one panel last year, the AEW panel, then you you killed it with three, this year in one day. Bam. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um. Shall we get into the goodies? Because we spent some money, especially me. Oh, you, I, you, I would say like you you could spend considerably more than I did. I was good this year. I was tempted. Oh, you didn't do it. I didn't do it. I was so tempted to to buy uh, the, the there was there was a booth called SKG Gaming, uh, yeah. Retro Gaming, and they have this like this little box this, with like an HDMI uh, ports and, and whatnot, which like has literally thousands upon thousands of old school games from the NES, SNES, Sega Genesis, arcade, even PS One, Dreamcast, you name it, TurboGrafx sixteen. I was so tempted, but I was like, you know what? I got a PS5. 
it's taking a, it's it, I, I knowing myself I would buy that I would I would have bought that retro console I will buy it one of these days because I have the business card I'll order it from the website I would have bought the console I would have played it for like a day two days max and I would have gotten back to the PS5 and that and that and that console would have collected dust the retro one so I was like you know what I'm a, I must I got the business card. If there ever shall come a day which in which I'm in a strong retro gaming mood, I know I know who to call. I know which websites to order from. So I was good. I I I kept it I kept it relatively light. Um I, I will say I will say too that uh that this year's Comic Con was also a, a really special experience because I got to go I got to take my lady partner. Uh, to uh, to experience the nerd verse, yeah. <laughs> to experience the nerd verse, it was the first time that she's ever gone to a comic con. So it, for me, it was great, kind of like vicariously experiencing it through her eyes, through the through the eyes of uh, someone who's like not really a nerd but has an interest in the whole nerd verse and culture. So she was so she was into it. She was really she really enjoyed it, and she even. Uh, bought some some art swag for herself as well. Good for her. Yep, but she's she, really awesome. Oh yeah, I, I like her. She's cool as hell. Thank you. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Thank you. Good job. Man. Thank you. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 even she, but even she said that she was tempted. Like she could see how Comic Con, especially if you're a first timer, can be a money money vortex. Oh, absolutely. Know. I'm not denying it. But yeah. I I went home happy. I did too. Yeah, and and there was some good artwork too. I was like, I don't have enough room. My so, si- was, yeah, okay. my significant other was saying the same thing. She's like, the art is so cool. Yeah, yeah, and f- yeah. In fact, oh, oh wait, um, Jim Savar says I spent way too much, and you left early. Carl ratted you out. You ratted me out. Yeah, tight. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. um, but yeah, like uh, there was a. There was a really cool. Speaking of an art prints, there was one really cool art print that uh, my lady partner got. It was like uh, this two have two posters that be like one, one image of uh, T'Challa. Really? Yeah, it was like one half of his of him unmasked, and then the other half of him in the full uh, Black Panther mask, and then the background is the ancestral plane. Oh shoot! Yeah, it was it was a really cool, really cool poster. Ooh, have her send me a picture of that. I would like to see that. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's. I think she's gonna have it framed too. So it's gonna look dope once it's all put together. But, uh, but yeah, I got I got goodies too. Um, what's we'll Um, what's up? Well, before we get into our goodies, yeah, I do want to shout out. This finally came in to our good friend of the show, Javon Stokes. Ah. His strong mm-hmm. Kickstarter finally act finally came in. Over the weekend, I was get, I was starting to read it. To, what was it today? Yeah, today I was just mm-hmm. literally open up the first page and then I had to do something for work. So okay, but yeah, hmm. can't thank you, Javon. Can't wait to start it. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. So should I begin? Stuff I got. Sure. Yeah. So like I said, uh, let me reach down here. Yeah. So uh, I. Old. <laughs> I know, right? But uh, but yeah, man. Um, like I said, this year, this year, I w- I was good. So um, I didn't I didn't splurge uh, as heavily as I did in previous years. But there was like one of my favorite um, one of my consistently favorite vendors at Comic Con is uh, Gem City Books. Um, 
Hopefully that's her name. Forgot the four graphic novels for twenty. Yeah. Yes, I go to them all the time. Yeah, yeah, really, really, really cool selections at, at good prices. So I managed to get a, a handful of uh, trade paperbacks uh, for for some for some uh, for some really really solid prices, uh, all from Image Comics. Uh, first, I got this graphic novel called The Few, which is by Sean Lewis and Hayden Sherman. Um, it's described as a, a combination of George Miller's Mad Max uh, films and Cormac McCarthy's The Road. Mm. So I was like, hmm, okay, this is interesting. It's about a, a post-apocalyptic America. Kind of like uh, this guy's carrying this uh, gas mask wearing infant and he's hunted down by some terrorists. I'm like, okay, this kind of kind of reminds me of like a little bit of like Lone Wolf and Cub or like Road to Perdition. Um, I think this I think this was published in like 2017, so it was like 10 bucks. I'm like, hey, why not? Why not? Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll pick it up. Look at, wait, what's the cover price? Cover price is 20 bucks. Oh, half off, boy. Yeah, I was like, you know what? You know what? I'll, I'll pick it up. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna give this a read. So yeah, got the few. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to digging into this. I'm a fan of like some good post-apocalyptic uh, fiction. I also got this uh, other uh, trade paperback, uh, 1975, uh, written in Roman numerals. This one is uh, written by Joe Casey with art by Ian McEwen. Um, this one came out, I think, a few years ago. I, I want to say like 2018, 2017. Uh, let me see. Oh, 20, yep, 2019. Um, I think it was just like a limited run. Uh, it's about, uh, it takes place in the 70s. Um, it's like a cab driver turned monster hunter who has a magic tire iron for a weapon. Okay, pretty random, but uh, I'll definitely uh, uh, dig into this because this is a, yet another um, a horror comic by Image, um, which is what they pretty much specialize in. I've um, got another uh, a one-off uh, graphic novel. Um, this one was published back in like the mid-2010s. It's called Afar by uh, Layla uh, Del Duca and Kit, Kit Seaton. Uh, this one, uh, I remember. I remember years ago, I bought um, the one of those image firsts, like the dollar uh, preview um, issues, uh, or, or, or like the one dollar um, re, re uh, prints of like the first issues, first issues of a comic. Uh, yep, that's the one. Yeah, you gave it to me, and then I read it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. It's described as the nameless city meets Star Wars, uh, epic young adult fantasy adventure. Uh, with the spirit and spunk of Delilah Dirk and the Turkish Lieutenant. Okay. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to finally reading this. I was always this always this always piqued my interest, but I never got to read the full run. So this was like one of the four for twenty uh joints. So I'm like, all right, I'll pick it up. So I got Afar. I got this other one which I've heard a lot of good things about. It's called The New World. Uh, another new 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 world order. <laughs> Uh, the New World by, uh, let's see, Heather Moore, Clayton Cowles, Tom Muller, Alice Cott, and Trad Moore. Uh, another sci-fi, another colorful sci-fi uh, action romance comedy in the vein of Mad Max and Romeo and Juliet. Mm. Okay. And takes place in the USA after the Second Civil War. Okay. Well, well you know, intriguing premise. So I will definitely dig into this as well. So this is one of the four for twenty uh, books uh, from from uh, Gem City. I also got a couple more. I got another image uh, sci-fi uh, 
graphic novel, Hadrian's Wall. Hadrian's Wall by, let's see, who who was the author? It's Kyle Higgins and Alex Alec Siegel with art by uh, Rod Reese and Eduardo Ferragato. Um, this one, it's like a, it's like a Cold War, uh, Cold War sci-fi um, type story, like a noir murder mystery type deal. Um, heard some good things about this. I, I remember hearing about Hadrian's Wall years ago. I just never got around to reading it, but I will definitely dig into this as well. And I got a book, uh, those, which was among the four for 20, which was actually, I, I did read previously, uh, Neil Gaiman's, uh, snow glass apples. With, oh, I'm sure it's a classic. Oh yeah. With art by Colleen Doran. And this is like the dark, uh, f- uh, dark fantasy retelling of snow white. Ooh. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's a, it's. It's definitely um, a monstrous story, kind of like Snow White, but like a really dark version. Like the Seven Dwarves are just dark and grimy, um, troll-looking creatures. Um, basically, it's uh, it's like a Snow White if it was a nightmare story. If, if Snow White was nightmare fuel, it would be this. It would be it would be Snow Glass Apples. The artwork is absolutely gorgeous. I mean, yeah, as you can see, yeah. So yeah. I, I published by Dark Horse. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to definitely add this to my collection, re- revisit the story. And last but not least, uh, for 20 bucks, I got uh, The World of Cyberpunk 2077, uh, which is um, which is which which kind of digs into all of the lore and all the backstory of Cyberpunk uh, 2077 from like the, the, the world, the characters, um, some of like some of like the uh, the technology that's featured in the game, um, all the world building stuff, which I think is pretty pretty cool. And also, speaking of cyberpunk, I did beat the game yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> finally, just so, in time. Yes, just in time for Ragnarok, which comes out tomorrow. You know what? Oh god, I, um, I went to GameStop expecting to get it today. Oh, you were off by a day. Yep, it was embarrassing. Mm. It's all right. It's all right. We. Soul shattering. <laughs> I was ready. Listen, I had a game plan. <laughs> hey, listen, man. I, I've I, I'll be there too. You know, uh, but Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, excellent game, excellent ending, and the story is incredible. Definitely a uh, well. I mean, well worth uh, well worth playing through. Fifty hours. Got through the whole story. Unfortunately, there's no new game plus for Cyberpunk, but um, the the lore and the story it came it came together very very well. And Keanu Reeves, he's he's in, he's in, he's a global icon and a national treasure. We need to protect that man at all costs. And yes, yes, I, I do not disagree one yeah. bit. So yeah, yeah, those are all my pickups uh, from Comic Con again. You know, um, just just some books. You know, I avoided Temptation, so. You know that's uh, that's where I'm coming from. So what you got? Well, I did a lot. I did a lot. I met some celebrity. You know, met some celebrities. One thing I wanted to do. First of all, we also did get. Um, we did uh, get a couple of uh, interviews that will be on our YouTube channel as well. Okay. Uh, first things first, we. Um, 
big shout out to Ryan Santos, a local artist that will be working with that. Jim Savar mentioned last week. Mm-hmm. We'll be working on a future project next year. So we got to chat with him for a few for a little bit. And I got to talk to Rick Leonardi, who uh created Miguel Ho- Miguel O'Hara Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Very cool. He even sent me he even showed me an email from Sony <laughs> regarding the whole Spider Verse. Nice. I was like, that's cool. I got to see that. Hmm. So like I said, those two um those two interviews will be up uh, sometime this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, as far so, as far as celebrities go, one thing I wanted to do was to get a pair of Bret Hart sunglasses, mm-hmm. have them sign them, yep, and put them on my head. Back in the day, as a little kid, I hated every single little kid that got those sunglasses. I bet. Hated them mm. because I didn't get them. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't give a damn. I was, I'm 38 years old mm-hmm. and I had that moment. You did. He gave me that moment and I'm, I can die happy now. <laughs> yeah. You have a complete life now. I do. <laughs> now I'm curious. Can I look through some? Can I look through the sunglasses? They're a little... You may want to, like... Oh, I got some... Uh, clean, clean yeah, you may want to look yeah. through them. Because you know what? Growing up, I was curious, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, how he was able to see through them. Yeah. Like, this Like this is this is going to be, like, one of my life's mysteries that's about to be solved. Like, what did those... What did looking through Bret Hart's sunglasses look like as he walked down the aisle? That's... That's that's how that's all I want to know. It's it's fine. Yeah, I sweat a lot when I wear these. So I mean, <laughs> I probably won't wear them again. I'm just gonna put them on like a mannequin head and just kind of go about my business. Mm. Right, hopefully, I got it all. All right. But here we go. Okay. Okay. All right. So I'm putting on the Bret Hart shades right now. Your glasses off. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Oh shit, this is so cool! Oh my god! (laughs) Oh wow, okay, okay. Oh, this is dope. Yes. Okay, now I too can die happy (laughs) knowing that I've worn Brett the Hitman heart shades and got to see through them. I got a piece of that. Oh, I wore them things all day. First of all, (laughs) big shout out to Trish and Lita. Mm hmm. Because they were like, first of all, we need to address an elephant in the room. Yeah. I'm like, okay, and what might that be? Where did you get those glasses? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, man. I mean, Bret Hart's one of the all-time greats. Indeed he is, and I got to do that. And what's crazy, too, I asked Bret for an interview. He was down for it, but the, his handle was like, nah. Oh, that sucks. That's too bad. What's their problem? Hmm. I don't know. I'm not. A, I wasn't a fan of it. Yeah, but at least, at least you got the. I got my moment. Yeah, I got my goes. moment at 38 years old. I got my moment. Hmm. Okay, so last year, I met Bully Ray. Mm-hmm. Well, Bubba Ray Dudley, one half of the Dudley Boys. Yep. This year, I didn't get a chance to print the picture, mm-hmm. but I end up getting 
Devon. Okay. So I got both of the I met both of the Deli boys. Nice. And he was really cool about it. Um, I told him, you know, I was glad to see him doing better because he had that really bad health scare. Mm. So he's officially, you know, done from the ring. Mm. Nice. And um, I asked about his sons. You know, he told me they're training down in a, at the Nightmare Factory and they, AEW. They want to get signed to NXT, but he's like, give it some time, you know, mm. take your time with it. Sweet. Um, yeah, he has twin sons and they're becoming, ta- they're becoming a tag team. Oh, it's dope. Nice. So, this is a printout of the picture that I took with Trish and Lita. Mm-hmm. Y'all can see that. Yep. Well, most of it's on our social medias. And then here's my uh, solo with Lita mm-hmm. that I took. And then she, the next, I printed it right away. Mm-hmm. And she ended up signing it for free. So Nice. Very cool. Um, also, I tracked down my stars of TikTok. And which were they were all like literally right there. So I and as Gary the barbecue chef says, I collected the the infinity gauntlet of signatures <laughs> and got them all to sign that picture. Here's my solo with Rob Paulson. Right after that panel, like I said, probably the nicest guy you will ever meet. Like he's like, I'll never stop liking it. He he will never stop liking what he does. Yeah. Uh, which one was this one? I met another one of the all-time greats. Mm-hmm. You some old school fans may know him as Badass Billy Gunn. Yep. Mister Ass. Mm-hmm. Yep. Scissor me, Daddy. <laughs> Billy. Yep. And guess what? You damn right I did. You, you did the same yep. thing? <laughs> nice. Yeah, he unfortunately he still had the bandages on his fingers. Oh yeah. <laughs> so he had to do it with his pinky and ring finger. Mm-hmm. But a win's a win. Hey, you, you did it. A win's a win. Mm-hmm. And then of course, my uh, I got I took a picture with my uh, pup, with the puppeteers and they all signed him. Now here's the funny story. Yeah. So. Bill Diamond signed it, signed it. Mm-hmm. So he felt like he he was like, "Oh my God, I'm running out of room. I'll just sign Gigi's crotch." <laughs> His words. Oh, yeah. And he goes, "Well, if you want to get it signed signed by Gigi, she's this way and that way, and make sure you tell her that I signed her crotch." Mm. He said, "You know what? I'm gonna go with you. I'm gonna tell her that I signed her crotch." <laughs> <laughs> He tracks her. He tracked her down, and actually was like, "Here, yeah, we need you. Should be, you know, we need you to sign this picture for, you know, for Carl who did our panels." Oh, you know, Gigi's just a dog. I was like, I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, I fell in love with Gigi Dola. <laughs> I fell in love with Gigi Adley, and she was like, "Well, you know what?" In her Australian accent, I'm gonna sign your crotch. <laughs> and there we go. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Moved upstairs to Simon Williamson. He signed the picture. Mm-hmm. He was like, "I want this picture." Mm-hmm. He had me text it to him. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> like, obviously, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. How? Like, how am I? Like, what did I do to be blessed with so much? <laughs> 
um, one in speaking of signatures and comics, since I'm about to, I guess, make that segue. So I ended up getting three comics uh, signed and graded. Okay. Some pretty, pretty big deal ones. So I have a Spider-Man 2099, number one, mm. signed and graded by Rick Leonardi. Okay. Um, another one, I have my Infinity Gauntlet, number one, that I already had signed by uh, Jim Starlin, the late, great George Perez, mm-hmm. Al Milgram, because I don't know why it came with the private signing. Yeah. So I was like, why not? Mm-hmm. And now the anchor of that particular comic, mm-hmm. Joe Rubenstein. And even then, he's just sitting there like, why is Al Milgram's signature on here? I'm like, I don't know. It came with the paper. It came with the signing. <laughs> I was like, what did he have to do with this book? I said, absolutely nothing. Damn. <laughs> so he signed it grateful grateful that CGC was there because mm. I'm not a fan of CBCS mm. I got that my it was a Spider-Man 300 signed and graded by you know by Scott Hanna mm-hmm. from last year's Comic Con yeah didn't get it till last week damn that's like it's a year yeah like what was the hold up mm-hmm Jeez, yeah, that's can't use them again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least CGC is like oh, six to eight week turnaround. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm sticking with CGC. Yeah, it's like wow, like they can't be back ordered that much. No, because CGC is the better company. Mm. You know, wow. the CBCS is the second place bitches of the group. Damn, tell them how you really feel. Yeah, <laughs> I feel better now. And they got, they have nerve to grade it a 4.0. That's an 8.5 at. It was an 8.5 at best. Mm. Damn. I guess maybe they have rigorous uh, <laughs> standards, I guess. Yeah, I was like, I was really looking at that, but I'm like, this is an 8.5 tops. Mm. Disappointing. Shame on you, CBCS. Mm. Shame. Yep. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> And the third one is a. Edge of Spider-Verse, uh, I believe it's a number one. Yeah, number one. Uh, Scotty Young cover, Into the, into the Spider-Verse, mm-hmm. Scotty Young cover. Okay. Signed and graded by Shamik Moore. Oh, dope. Okay. That's dope. See what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> totally forgot he was in the movie. <laughs> and uh, the first thing I went to, I was like, man, they shouldn't have canceled the get down. Hmm. Yeah, I heard that was a good show. That's a really good show. Great soundtrack too. Oh, I, I, I bet. Yeah. yeah. So, due to the cost and poor grading, backlogging, the other company, mm, I don't know. CBCS just earned that reputation with me. Mm. But anyway, yeah. moving on. Let's go. Uh, one spe- one a uh, one vendor just said, "Hey, five dollars, just pick a random Funko Pop for charity." What the hell is a Gwavian? Uh, Gua Gwavian? Let's see. Um, it's from Star Wars. Huh. Gwavian. The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens. Huh. I guess it must be one of these like random, random background characters. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I'm assuming. So. Yeah, because I see like there's a other um. Force Awakens uh, Funko Pops displayed here. Like there's uh, General Hux, 
Maz Kanata, Ray, Kylo Ren, Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the Guavian is. It's like a kind of like a like a like a imperial imperial guard, like one of the emperor's guards, like with the red and black, but like with like a round helmet that looks like a power button. I don't know. It's weird. But but the, I th- I think there's too many Funko Pops in the world. If you ask me, yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a security soldier from from uh, the Force Awakens. Oh, okay, yeah, one of yeah when they when they encounter Han Solo and Chewbacca. Okay, gotcha. Um, one local artist I do want to shout out is Eric Potts from Impact from Impact Comics. Mm-hmm. It was a recommendation from you and um, you and Afton. Mm-hmm. So I spent a lot of time looking for them, and I ended up getting a copy of their comic, uh, Alpha Star. Not bad, not bad. I'm looking forward to uh, having to uh, to connect with him mm-hmm. and having him on the show to discuss his, co- you know, to talk about his comic and his work and stuff. Uh, very anime driven and being inspired. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So big, sh- you know, big shout out to him. I think it was it was either his brother or his cousin was helping him out. Yep. I also took a stop by at you know the graphic novels because they tend to clean me out. Yep. <laughs> Twice, you know, one for you know my little cousins who was their birthday. Yep. So I picked up the Who Is Black Panther novel. Oh, okay. It's actually my first like comic book based novel. Hmm. Who is the Black Panther? Jesse J. Holland. Yeah, so he's... Don't know what it's about, but they're 4 for 20. I needed... I think I found one that I wanted. Hmm. Actually, no. I just wanted to buy some <laughs> from there. Um, I end up picking up the uh, Black Panther prelude um, trade that leads up to the movie, to the 2018 movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, the same with the Spider-Man Far From Home. And then I just picked up Swordmaster, who is actually now the new Iron Fist. So the new Iron Fist is Asian. Oh, good, good. They at least at least they uh, corrected that. Um, hopefully uh, he'll stay in the comics because nobody still nobody cares about Iron Fist still. You don't. <laughs> um, one of the booths I had was one of the booths I did stop by was. Um, I forgot another book. But they were selling, like, graded comics for, like, really good price. So I ended up picking uh, I'm a hu- I became a huge fan of James Tiny and the Fourth, and I ended up finding uh, House of Slaughter, number one, the tinfoil cover. Mm. Graded a 9.8. Yeah, okay. All right. I see it. I see it. Tony, I would, I would want my fans to just get one graded comic. Just one. <laughs> Yeah, and you just like display these? Yeah. Cool, cool. All right. And now, what really got me? Some were cheap, others were not. I still got the price tags on a lot of them. So don't judge me. I was happy. A lot of these are investments. Stack. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think I will be reaching 2,000 comics by the end of the year. Hmm. So, I found one for $5, the Fantastic Four Roast. 
me being a Fantastic Four fan, they're getting roasted. Why not? Okay. Next, I heard, next, this is, I ended up finding, this is one that was on my, like, hunt list. Mm-hmm. Superior Iron Man number one. This is when like this is like another dimension Tony Stark, and he's pretty much just a he he's the villain. Mm. He is a villain. Um, I end up reading uh, learning about it on TikTok from a man named, from uh, a content creator named uh, Sixty Second Comic Facts, I believe. Okay. Yeah, very interesting guy. He he's somebody I would love to talk to and have him on the show. Mm. So. I end up finding The Crew, which is written by Christopher Priest, and I found all seven issues. Oh, okay. The guy selling to me was like, well, this is just Marvel's way of pandering to black people. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Sad part is he's just not lying. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's, there's, there's truth. But Christopher there. Priest is, he's a genius. He's the one, he's the art, the writer who made Black Panther cool. Yeah, one of the key, you know, one of the key uh, Black Panther writers, which is, you know, uh, obviously Stanley and Jack Kirby, Don McGregor, Reggie Hudlin, Christopher Priest, and Tony Hesey Coates, mm-hmm. and now John Ridley. Yeah, and yeah, and now yeah. John Ridley, yeah. uh, same man, number fifty three. I just got it from spinning a wheel. Okay. Oh yeah, vintage. Because why not? Uh. I thought this I thought this Miles cover was cool. Until I found out I already had it. <laughs> so uh, who knows? Maybe that could just be a giveaway. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, very special variant cover. Mm. End up finding Infinity War number one. Oh. Wow. Also by Jim Jim Starlin and um the late great George Perez. Mm. Yeah. 1992. All right. So here's, you know, some of the gems I've been finding. Astonishing Ant-Man. And yes, the the price tags are still on them. I didn't replace the bag and board yet. Mm-hmm. So I have the Astonishing Ant-Man. I mean, the Astonishing X-Men number six, which is the first appearance of Abigail Brand. And also the first appearance of S.W.O.R.D., the agency that currently had, that actually had a vision in cat the yeah the vision robot in captivity in WandaVision. Okay. Okay, I have the new Avengers number 7, which is the uh first appearance of the Illuminati. Okay. All right. <laughs> X Factor number 1, which is the first appearance of Rusty Collins aka Firefist from Deadpool 2. <laughs> wow. And a host of others. Uh, A-Force number one, first appearance of the A-Force team and the character Singularity. Mm-hmm. Turns out I actually already have that one. Okay. But it's one of the Marvel hip-hop covers. Okay. Oh, this one? This one? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I had another variant. This is this is the A cover, and then there's also the hip-hop variant. Mm-hmm. And this, that one was uh, NWA straight out of Compton. Oh, dope. All right. I end up finding Journey into Mystery with Thor number 119, the first appearance of the Warriors 3. Okay. And here's the thing. I was so tempted 
the temptation was there because Zachary Levi was there mm -hmm. at Comic-Con, and I could have had that signed and graded. Oh. It would have cost me more money. Mm. <laughs> but at least for the service. Yeah. And since you were, you know, you enjoyed uh, the Disney special Werewolf by Night. Mm -hmm. Fantastic Four number one out this week. Already got out on reserve. Uh, Marvel presents Bloodstone, the first appearance of Ulysses Bloodstone. Okay. All right. This who, one. Yeah. Who was in the casket in the beginning of the movie? Oh, okay. In the shower. Um, Punisher number four, which is the first appearance of Microchip. If you remember from the p first season of the Punisher, he was basically like his guy in the chair. Yeah. Yep. All right. Daredevil 153. First appearance of Ben Urich. Oh, yeah, the reporter. Uh, Batman and the Joker, the Deadly Duel. Now, this was actually a, uh, was it number one? Mm -hmm. It's a uh, Rhode Island Comic Con exclusive cover. Mm -hmm. And I always try to get, like, Rhode, like exclusive uh, Rhode Island Comic Con comics. And last... Fantastic Four number 56. Now, this is an old one. Possibly this could break the record as my oldest comic. The first appearance of Ulysses Claw. Oh, okay, okay. Wow, They're definitely a vintage one from the, this is from the 60s, right? Yes. Wow. Ulysses Claw, played by Andy Serkis. Okay. Very cool. This is, a, this, is a, this is actually a dope, dope find. Yeah, definitely. So, but yeah, my tales of irresponsibleness. <laughs> Irresponsibility. We love it. <laughs> but, you know uh, what? I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's a you're you're amassing a, a quite the collection. I think I probably surpassed your movie collection. Oh yeah, definitely. By a long shot. Yeah. 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 Um oh and well you know, speaking of movies, it is November. And you know what that means. Ah uh, <laughs> uh, damn. So and hey, you know what? You once, already done started. Well, once I get paid, I already know which criterions I'm gonna get from the Barnes and Noble Criterion Collection sale. They're gonna have I'm sorry, like when you think about it. But they, they they call November uh what, what was it? No nut November or something like that? There's no nut November, no shave November. It's like it's not fair. It's like you know, you got the Criterion Collection sale, you got Comic Con, you got God of War Ragnarok coming out tomorrow. Come on. Who 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 can possibly pass the month of November with you. all those things? You. I mean if if you're talking about like if you're talking about like many, many years ago, then yeah, but still Challenge accepted. Go ahead. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, man. Um, yeah. All in all, Comic Con, so much, so much good swag that we got. It's great experiences, uh, hosting panels, uh, just a great vibe all around, man. And before I even let you go, so I ran into a lovely woman mm -hmm. named Anna, who's uh, who does a lot of press, and she just happens. To be part of the Rhode Island Black Film Festival. 
Oh, okay. She wants us a part of it. Mm. All right. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell me more. Like, I'll, I'll, we'll have her on the show. Oh yeah, we'll definitely have her on the show. We'll have her more. Oh yeah, we'll we'll get we'll get into that circle. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's our uh, Rhode Island Comic Con report. Our experience from this year, ten uh, year anniversary. Uh, Rhode Island Comic Con twenty twenty two is in the books. Um, next year, next year is going to be fun. Um, for sure, we'll we'll Game most plan. likely. Yeah, most likely we'll be there uh, as long as uh, as long as the Codex Prime podcast is still around. So too will 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 we be at the Rhode Island Comic Con? So that's pretty much that wraps it up for this week's episode. So as we uh, as we get on out of here, uh, once again, shout out to friend of the show and sponsor Afton Ward for Infamous Customs, where you can f- order all sorts of Codex Prime podcast T-shirts and uh, apparel. Um, and you can find all of our episodes every every week, uh, Tuesday evenings around 8 p.m.-ish Eastern on Facebook Live. We're also on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. Uh, just Google Codex Prime Podcast and you'll find us on any uh, possible social, uh, any possible podcasting platform. And we're also on social media at Twitter, at Codex Primecast, and Instagram, at Codex Prime Podcast. There you go. You done said it all. Yeah, yeah. That's, so stick around because especially after this week, we got a lot coming. We got a plethora of guests, mm. plethora yeah. of content. Yep. Be on the lookout on our YouTube channel. Will we be? Will we? Be, excuse me. Oh Jesus, we will be posting our uh, Comic Con uh, interviews and panels. Yes. And so much more coming. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's uh it's it's a it's a journey and uh, we thank y'all for, you know, walking with us on this journey at all. Um anything else, Carl? Before we wrap no. up? No. Okay. Well wrapped yeah. up. Yeah. Black Panther next week. Oh yes, yes, yes. Tune you'll you'll definitely want to tune in for next Tuesday's episode because this weekend we will be watching Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, may have some guests on there. Maybe. Well, yeah. Question, question mark on guests, but we yeah. will be reviewing uh, that film. It's coming out this Friday, uh, which is the final film in the phase four of, of the MCU. This weekend is the Wakandan homecoming. So come correct. Yeah. Uh, like I said, the film has a lot of heavy lifting. Will it meet the challenge? We, we shall see. Um, that reminds me, I'll probably uh, revisit Black Panther in 4K on my sweet, sweet OLED. Oh, jeez. Mm. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Take a break from God of War. God of War. I- I'm going to get it this weekend. I'm going to get it this weekend. Oh, I got mine already pre ordered. All I got to do is just show up, get it, and walk right out. That's cool. There's, there's going to be an abundance of copies. I'm going to just go in there at, to a Best Buy and, you know, pick mine up and skedaddle on out of there. You know, it's cool. You know? Yeah. That means, once again, I'll have mines before you. 
That that's fine. That's fine. It wasn't fine when the first one came out in <laughs> twenty eighteen. Very different circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but on that note, uh, we thank you all so much for watching and listening. Uh, tune in next week, like we said. As always, we will catch you. On, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later.